0: Hello, Calvin Mitchell, Laurel Church of Christ, and we are so blessed and thankful to have you here for this study. Uh, this study is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, we have made our way uh, through uh, several verses. We start a, uh, we start a new uh, section uh, here um, talking about spiritual gifts. Uh, and before we, we launch into the lesson, uh, let's have a prayer. Most heavenly gracious and merciful Father in heaven, we are just so thankful for the blessings that you give us each and every day. We thank you so much for being able to study your inspired word. We thank you so much for allowing your son, Christ Jesus, to die for the remission of our sins, that we may have unity in the blood of Christ Jesus. And we are so thankful for that. We just ask that you continue to bless all those who are listening, who may be struggling with something uh, struggling with something eternally uh, that they may be able to have, find some comfort in the scriptures and Jesus heavenly I pray amen so yeah so uh, we have been studying first uh, Corinthians and we find ourselves now in first Corinthians chapter twelve. Uh, just a little bit of a recap uh, there was uh, several questions being asked uh, throughout first Corinthians. Uh, one of the first questions. Uh, in in the last in the last section uh, of of um, of the of the of the letter uh, was essentially uh, a question about marriage and we found that in chapter seven uh, and then another question uh that came up and which took up a, a good chunk of uh real estate uh in the in the scripture was uh, dealing with the 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 issue of meat offered to idols. Uh, if you remember, there was uh, the question of whether or not we could, you, we could, or the Christians there in at Corinth were able to consume uh, the meats that were sacrificed to idols. Uh, in this last chapter, chapter eleven, our previous uh, study, uh, we we looked at uh, the headship. Uh, and dealing with the, the headship and dealing with the roles um, of the man, the woman, uh, and also looking at the Lord's Supper and the appropriate way to take the Lord's Supper uh, in ways that weren't um, pleasing pleasing to God. And now we're launched into um, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, and it actually is a section that's a um, a much broader topic dealing with this idea of spiritual gifts. And so 1 Corinthians chapter twelve to fourteen, we're going to be talking about um, errors uh, revolving around spiritual gifts and spiritual gifts. Uh, the first corinthians uh, the uh, the church at uh, at Corinth uh, had an issue. Uh, with with certain gifts, it was very evident, and we'll see that when we dive into uh, the the this chapter. Uh, the the gifts of tongues uh, the appears was held in high esteem, uh, and mostly uh, that influence really came from uh, the the pagan culture around them, and, and we talked about that earlier on in our First Corinthians study, uh, is that uh, first the the, the church. The Church of Christ there in Corinth, in Corinth uh, was reflective in a lot of ways of the society in which they lived, and we understood that, uh, and through history, uh, that that was a very wicked, wicked city, um, full of um, not only paganism uh, but a lot of the idolatry, which we see is is discussed uh, and refuted uh, in the Scripture. Um, at a great extent, uh, and so it, it appeared that um, these spiritual gifts were causing division, um, because some people uh, are were using these spiritual gifts as a status symbol, if you will, um, and we understand that uh, those um, Gentiles or pagans worship idols, uh, and they they used to say these um, utterances that sounded almost. Um, Otherworldly or supernatural, some of sorts, uh, and they were they were languages that were undescribable um, uh, to people who uh, who had human ears, and and they used that as <coughs> conversations with their with the deities or the lowercase G gods. Um, so um, this whole section, uh, again, chapter twelve through fourteen, is going to deal with this concept of gifts and the appropriate order of gifts, because gifts are something that are, are, uh, are um, validated by God, uh, but they have their proper order. And and he's, and and Paul's going to talk about that and really flush that out. Uh, But the danger uh, appears here is that there, there was almost a spiritual um, competition, um, and we're going to see that in chapter 14 uh when we get there but it seems that uh if we if we want a kind of a overview uh it seems that the first corinthian uh first corinthians chapter 12 is really saying that they kind of lost the purpose of what the gifts were for and that carnality uh, which we talked about earlier in previous lessons had permeated the church where uh, there was pre- people who were seeing saying that they were better than others or more spiritual than others and greater than others because they had these gifts and others didn't uh and so that's why uh in the end of the the middle to the end of this chapter uh Paul transitions the discussion uh to talk about unity so the overview is really two major sections of this of this of this uh, passage, is the the first section is spiritual gifts, and then the second is the need for diversity. So, without further ado, we're going to launch right in. So, First Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 1 says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant." So, uh, there's the topic, this idea of the spiritual gifts. But we we definitely have to um, talk about the fact that this word spiritual gifts um, is actually transliterated. Uh, So the Greek word uh, numation, uh, which means um, matters or spiritual matters, you would think of it almost as uh, if we were to, to, to switch it, it would say, now concerning spiritual matters, brothers, that I don't want you to be ignorant of. Now this idea of 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 ignorance is that he he's trying to draw attention to something that was calling causing diversity call- causing um adversity in the church uh and that they were not aware of the proper use of those of those gifts or those spiritual matters so he's talking about the spiritual matters uh so we know that gift um uh, actually means something different in other places. Um, but here it's talking about this, this concept of, of spiritual matters. So let's look at uh, verse two. Now, uh, I'm sorry. You know that you were Gentiles, that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. And so you might think to yourself, whoa, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal. But it talks about how the, 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 we talk about the cultural, aspect of the Gentiles and their pagan worship and that they were uh, a lot of them worshiped idolatry right and they worshiped a lot of uh it, um, objects uh which uh, were dumb right they 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 couldn't speak they couldn't they they couldn't do anything um they were speechless they they had no purpose they 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 had no divine revelation um, hence uh, the term being used here <clears throat> and many of them uh were were deeply entrenched in that so we can we can glean that uh that, that those who were gentiles and those who were uh, pagans who were converted to the church uh that worshipped in Corinth uh had brought in some of these um some of some of these uh past um thoughts uh, and practices into the church let's look at first corinthians chapter 10 verse 20 just to kind of build this out again so rather that rather uh that these uh, i'm sorry rather that the things of the gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to deeming demons and not to god and i do not want you to have fellowship with demons so there again um this whole understanding of this idolatry uh that was that was that the Gentiles were a part of uh is being denounced now and, and, and it and it's and it's prevalent throughout um uh first Corinthians but uh here here it's is kind of bared out. Uh so let's go over to verse three. Therefore I make it known to you that no one speaking by the spirit calls Je- calls Jesus accursed and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So there are two main principles here uh, that that are fleshed out. The two principles are: uh, no one speaking the Spirit of God will call Jesus a curse, and the word "a curse" literally means anything devoted to evil. Um, so there there was some that were there uh, in the church. Uh, that were um, ascribing things that were that that were uh, that were things that were of the devil or devoted to evil. Um, so uh, it's important to see that um, that there was some some pagan influence um, because if you think about what was said in the last verse um, in first uh, Corinthians chapter 10 verse 20, we see that there is is definitely, uh, uh a thought there um, that 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 um, there was some evilness there was some um, some pagan some pagan worship that had uh, permeated uh, the, the Church of Christ there in Corinth uh, and the second was that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit and we uh, we understand uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit uh, and that means that anything that is not of the Holy Spirit, it's probably of evil, and we see that consistency of the scriptures there. Um, there is unity in the origin, the purpose of spiritual gifts uh, is what we're going to see in verse uh, 4 through 11. Uh, and, and so that's important for us to to realize that he's kind of laying the groundwork um, to, to kind of build up the discussion in terms of spiritual gifts. Okay, so verse 4 says... There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So there, there was something happening here. So uh, pagan worship, uh, the Gentile worship, they were all, they were um, they they worship multiple gods, uh, and so there are multiple gifts, uh, multiple ways that they that they worship God, lowercase G, or gods, uh, and so. This is what's interesting here. Uh, Paul is transitioning here to say that there are different types of gifts, uh, but there is only one God. Um, and so the, that, that term diversity um, is, is the idea of, of, of division, right? Uh, or that idea of many different types of uh, gifts. Now, gifts here um, is, saying, is, is translated as favor, uh, so there were many different gifts, uh, but one spirit, many different favor, uh, but one spirit. So when you think about the fact that uh, we all have different things that God has given us, uh, but we were all still united in, in, in one spirit, as opposed to um, what was um, alluded to, which is that there was there there's division because people were doing different things, exalting one above the other. And we'll flesh that out a little bit more as we as we go along. So let's look at verse five. And there are differences, different differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And, and so we got to We got to really look at this because some people have taken this kind of out of context and look at this term of ministry. But but the word ministry literally means servant. So if you think of it this way, it says there are different servants, but the same Lord. Uh, so we talk about the, the idea that we have different favor uh, in the Lord, but we are still one. And the fact that we have different ways that d- different um, ways that we serve, but we're sa- serving the same Lord. There's this idea of of this of, of, of unity, succinctness. And there are and so verse six says, "And there are uh, diversities of activities, but the same God who works and in all." So again, it's this, it's this whole idea that there are different ways uh, that we have been blessed or given favor to serve the Lord. Uh, and those different ways uh, we are to to not only appreciate them. Um, but we are also to recognize them as ways in which we were um blessed, given favor uh to serve the Lord, uh, which goes back to uh what was originally said uh and what was kind of originally alluded to is that there must have been uh those who were in the church who were um not doing that, who were uh making themselves separated or separating themselves in a way by, say, by uh, highlighting different types of gifts and categorizing people or putting people in different types of um, uh, sections, if you will, um, to, to really cause a lot of division. <coughs> so as we look further on here, And verse six, and there are some diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all? Again, we have this concept of um, activities that's being used here. So if if we kind of look at it and kind of build it out, we have this idea of diversity of gifts, diversity of, of favor. And then we talk about the idea that we have favor, um, but all one spirit. We have ministries, uh, and we know ministries are servants. And this idea of working, uh, producing an effect, uh, and that they all have outcomes uh, for the service of God. Um, and then we, we see here that there's uh, another... Another one that's kind of flushed out here. But the manifestation of this spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So again, uh, there were some who uh, possibly held, held used this uh, gift, or uh, even in the pagan culture, these gifts were, were seen as um, something that made one person better than the other. Uh, but Paul's saying, no, 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 no. All these gifts are for the purpose of God and the oneness of God. And these gifts are all to be focused for all, for the blessings of all, for the benefits of all. And that's what he's really highlighting here. Verse 8 says, uh, For to one is given the word of wisdom through this spirit. So now we're gonna go through um before I go too deep in that. We're going to go into the summary of these spiritual gifts. Um, And there are uh, several spiritual gifts in in verse 8 through 10. And if you want to think about them in this way, they really fall into um, three buckets. One is uh, intellectual. One is exhibition, if you will. And the last one is language. And so um, let's dive into this. I'll start back at eight. Uh, for one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. So there's one, the word of wisdom, uh, and the word of wisdom uh, is really seen as um, as as judgment, as judgment, and so that's important because that we're gonna make a distinction uh, from the second one. To, uh, so for, so um, verse eight, given a word of wisdom uh, to another, the word of uh, knowledge through the same spirit. So again, the knowledge can only be through the spirit. Uh, remember, knowledge was um, discussed earlier on in first Corinthians. And they said that knowledge puffeth up. Uh, that's because uh, they're, they're of the culture of the time. There were people who were um I these idealists, these people who were pontificate on these different topics and really perverted uh the gospel uh in a in a in a in a major way, uh by, by using philosophies and some of those types of, of of schools of thought to make themselves uh look more important or uh more prevalent and then in which god in which God did did not have them to, to look. Uh and so, because of that, they became very arrogant they became very puffed up uh we see that uh, bore out here now 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 this this concept uh so we have the that's this idea of the wisdom, which is the judgment, the sound judgment, and then the gift of knowledge is to to know um and so wisdom we can understand the judgment is 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 kind of having the knowledge and applying it and um knowledge is just knowing and 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 knowing and 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 understanding um so uh, uh understanding a given situation so then um lastly in this in this section is faith uh which would round out this whole idea of the the intellectual section of this of these of these gifts and verse nine reads to another faith by the same spirit again. The consistency of the spirit to another. So here's another one. Uh, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. Again, that consistency is the same spirit. You're not healing for, for, for any other reason but the spirit. Because remember, um, we're, all these gifts are to benefit everyone else. So now this is this concept of, uh, I had mentioned the second one, which is the Exhibition. And really, healing is really pretty straightforward. The idea of to cure or to heal. Um, so verse 10 says, another, the working of miracles. Uh, and so, again, um, it's interesting. That word there is dunamis. Uh, dunamas is where we get the word dynamite. It means power. And so, uh, working so if we look at it that way, another one, the working of power. Uh, so that, that, so that's that one. And so then we have another uh, prophecy to another, to another. Uh, so there we see prophecy. Okay. And prophecy really means to interpret the will of God. Prophecy means to interpret the will of God. And then, um, Lastly, in this section, we have another uh, discerning of the spirits. So when you think of discerning of spirits, it really means um, that the, the idea of knowing error and truth, error and truth, uh, through the spirit. And we know that the spirit is, is truth. So it's being able to discern the truth, essentially. And then there is lastly um two that are at two that are mentioned that have to deal with language and the reason why this is important is because we kind of um in our in our religious world today have kind of, have uh mixed this up a little bit uh and have kind of turned this into something other than what it was originally intended to be so it's good for us to kind of discuss this to see what the scriptures say here um The same Spirit. Uh, another one works miracles. Another one's prophecies. Discerning Spirit to another different kinds of tongues. So different kinds of tongues. So the tongue, the word tongue literally means language. So the gift here was to be able to speak different kinds of languages, or different. It says different kinds of tongues, different kinds of languages, uh, and then lastly to another to interpret different kinds of tongues or different kinds of languages. But one and the same spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So again, this was all for the purpose of everyone, not a specific person, not a specific group of people, uh, but for all. So then he launches into uh, this whole concept Um, of unity in Christ. And we're going to see that from verses 12 to 31. For the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. Also is Christ. So now he's using the illustration of the human body. Uh, and we know that the human body has uh many different parts, right We have our hand, our head, our toes, our feet um, we have legs um, and we know that they all have their own function, right We have eyes that are on the head, we have ears that are on the uh on the head, and they all have all all have different functions uh and if you think about this whole idea of the spiritual gifts, they all have different functions. They all serve different functions, but the one spirit. See the concept here: the body has different, but bo- there's different body parts, but it's all for one body. And how? And and the end of this talks about the fact that that one body also is Christ. So let's look at verse thirteen: For one spirit we are all baptized into one body. We see that Acts two thirty eight that uh, 3,000 souls were saved, uh, and it says that they were added to the church as so many should be saved in the latter verses there. Um, When we are baptized in the Christ, we are baptized and we are added to the church, the church being the group of people who who follow Christ. For we were for one spirit, We were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have been all made to drink in one spiritual uh, drink into one spiritual. Again, you see that consistency of that spirit. uh, I'm sorry, uh, into one spirit. You see that consistency of one spirit, one spirit, one spirit has been sprinkled through the scripture because it's important for them, because those who were reading. Would have known of the culture of the of Corinth and those who were of Gentiles who were those pagans who would have had multiple gods in which they who in which they worshipped, and for Paul to really drive home this point, he had to be consistent and repetitive in the fact that there was one spirit and one Lord. He also brought home the fact that even though that there were so many things that div- that divided them at the time, there were the Jews, there were the Gentiles, uh, they were slave, they were free, uh, but they were all brought together in the beauty of Christ and the blood of Christ into one spirit. Verse fourteen: for the fact that the body is not one member but many. So here we go. So in the same way we think of the church, right? And so the church at Corinth, they had people who had different who had different um favor, if you will, who had different gifts. Uh and they had different ministries. Remember that? Uh and they so they they had different services or they were different servants. But here we see that that Paul's really bringing it together, and making this illustration that they're all brought together in in Christ. Uh, And that they were all, they all follow the same spirit, just as the body does. And then he kind of breaks it down here. So verse 15, it says, if the foot says, because I am, I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear says, should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye and where, uh were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? So there's a contrast that there is every body part is important. Everybody in the church is important. Everybody has a function. Ear has function, eye has function. Everybody has a function in the church. Um, that We got to hear. We got to smell. Everyone has a function. And everybody has an importance uh, because we're all a member of the same body. But now God has set the members, each one of them, verse 18, in the body just as he pleases. So it's one spirit as God's will, not our will. Right? That's why God put us there as he pleases. Verse 19. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But, verse 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again to the head, to the feet, uh, I have no need for you, no much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. So here it is. It appears that there were people who had these gifts uh, who were elevating themselves in such a way that they said, you know what, we don't even need those people over there because they don't have the same gifts. Or it might have been even that some people felt like, hey, you know what, I don't have these gifts. So what can I offer to the church? I, I don't have these powers that, that, or, or these or, or these gifts. That these other people have so 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 what is my value? Uh what is my role? Uh and for, verse verse twenty two No, but uh much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our under unrepre- and unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the parts which lack it, and that there should be no schisms in the body. So it's kind of interesting here because, essentially, what's being said is that there was more honor given to one group, uh, and we would, we can conclude that those were those who probably had the these the, the the more desirable gifts if you will uh and then those who who didn't have the gifts or the favor uh were seen to be less desirable and 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 not not having the honor well paul flips it right on its head and says no um first off we're we're all one we're all one and there shouldn't be any division this term schism is is quite interesting because the 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 word literally means uh, t- I, uh, a, a, a clef uh, or a rent in a garment. So if you think about um, if you have a garment, uh, I, this happened. This used to happen to me all the time. I, I had this one pair of basketball shorts and the material on the side was kind of sticky. They had like a, 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 a emblem on the side and it would be sticky. So if I were going around, let's say like a countertop or a tabletop, um the emblem had the stickiness on it and I would get caught. Um and so when I would try to pass by I would get caught. Um now imagine if if I went by uh and I got caught and I was I was moving so fast that I tore my garment. So it's that idea of my garment is no longer a whole because there's a tear in it, right? It's broken. It's it it's 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 not complete. And that's what Christ uh, desires and that's what Paul is encouraging the church in Corinth is the completeness is, is the is the, the the unity that God deserves and that there should not be um, a schism right or a tear uh, in us we should be collectively together. No schisms in the body that the members should have. The same care for one another. Again, it's the same idea. Um, we saw this before, uh, where some exalted themselves others uh, higher than others, and that should not be. Uh, and if one member uh, suffers, all the members suffer, suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Again, it's this whole idea, the concept that one person is not above another. Uh, I'm not above anybody else. We're all Together, united in Christ Jesus, then we should live as such uh and so, if my brother is suffering, I should be suffering with them uh if there's people who are who are um, struggling, I should be struggling um if there's somebody who is honored, we shall all be honored because there this is this is a collective society of Christians in which we 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 live together uh for the one for the one spirit. Now you are the body of Christ and the members individually, and God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after uh, that miracles and gifts of healing, helps, administration, uh, vary, uh, varieties of, of tongues, are all apostles apostles. Are all prophets or all teachers so let's 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 jump back a little bit so here he breaks down um the the, the different uh individual um roles within the church um and we understand apostles to be an, an a messenger or an ambassador, a prophet we talked about that before one who interprets the will of God teachers the ones who are willing to teach uh, we talked about the idea of miracles um the gifts of uh, the gifts of healing. We talked about that before, the concept of, of those who are helping. Uh, Luke 1, um, verse 54, uh, is one who comes to the aid. Um, it's kind of interesting, uh, depending on your version, talks about, um, so mine says administration, uh, but some say government. Uh, and, and really what it means is to... to I, that's why i like that this this translation here is administration it's a little closer to what we might understand um the attention of paul um it, it, in our common um uh, american american language because that word really means is to act like a pilot pilot um and to be more specific um it's a person who um steers a boat um, so uh, you think about a person who acts as a guide A person who is, is kind of helping those uh, within the congregation uh, And so it, sometimes people look at that And it, the, the, I think it's the King James that, that says government it may, not be, it may be kind of lost of us Because we may not see the government's role uh, working in the same way uh, But those those who would have understood it I guess administration would probably be a closer word, but if you think of the, the what the intention of, of, of what the language is saying is really those who are, who are a pilot or those who are steering a boat. Uh, if you could think about um, someone, we, we don't really have boats quite like this, but if you think about like places um, like in Italy uh, where they have those gondola things, those gondola boats where you have a man on the back of the boat um, that that has a long pole and long oar, and he's he's um, he's um, guiding the boats through the through the water. Uh, you have people that that are on the boat um, that are looking on, uh, but that one person that's in the back is really that administrator or that government um, who is really steering the ship and directing the ship. Um, to, to its destination. And so that's, if you, if, if it, it's much easier when you think about, uh, the attention of the word and, and, and where, where, um, Paul was trying, was trying to communicate. And then, uh, we see again, um, that idea of di- some, some, uh, versions may say, uh, diver's tongue or, uh, my version says, uh, different tongue, um but uh but it, it's clear that it's talking about um the, that that are the varieties of of tongues it's it's talking about different types of language and then it talks about the roles right the apostles are uh, are all prophets are all teachers are all workers uh of miracles do you have gifts uh of healing do you all speak with tongues right do you all speak different languages? Uh, do you all have the ability to heal? No. Uh, do we all interpret? No. Right? We don't. We don't all do that. Right? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you more excellent ways. Uh, and then we're going to talk about that greatest gift, which is in First Corinthians chapter thirteen next week, um, and and launch into that discussion but that is our lesson uh for today um but i i think that the last verse uh of this passage really speaks to the entirety of of this section which explains kind of the problem uh, the desire was for the gifts um that others had and it seemed that they caused a lot of division within the church because um people seem People who didn't have it um, were not esteemed, and those who had it were honored. Uh, and it caused a lot of um, conflicts in the church um, and caused a lot of schisms is a word that, that was used, uh, which really means division, which really means uh, to tear a garment. If you think about that concept of of um, that it's no longer, once a garment is torn, typically, unless you sew it back together, is rendered useless or or is destroyed. Uh, And I think that's exactly what Paul is trying to say and what he's trying to convey to the church at Corinth uh, and to us subsequently, is that we have to have the unity and one spirit through Christ Jesus for us to be pleasing to God. Thank you for your time. And I hope you uh, were encouraged by this lesson. God bless.